Good evening and welcome to Get Real with Ralph. I'm your humble host, Ralph Nudy, coming to you live from the studios of AM 1050 WLIP. Still located in Pleasant Prairie, Wisconsin for a few more weeks. And simulcast live from Kenosha to the Canary Islands and all across the globe via our YouTube channel. Go to GetRealWithRalph.com to tune in. That's GetRealWithRalph.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care whether you're left of center, right of center, far left, far right, or stuck in the middle with me. I promise you I'm going to have something entertaining for you. I'm going to say some things that you agree with, and I'm definitely going to say some stuff you don't. But we're going to talk about the dirty, nasty subject of impeachment today. I know it's ugly, but we're going to put some facts out there and talk about the process more than the actual person and why it's a sham. Also tonight, special musical guest, Indigo Canyon. This will be Michelle Warnicke's second time around, but they're on together, and you're going to really love them. You're in for a treat. And uh, we're just going to jam it out. All right, let's get real. No wonder I couldn't think. I didn't have my glasses on. That's what it is, right? That's what it is. That's, That's what, what it is. is. It has nothing to do with your brain. As usual, my trusted co-host and amazing friend, Mr. Jim Selovich, here in the studio. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? How was your week? Uh, my week was fantastic. All right. Uh, great week uh, on the work front uh, in the real estate business. Great week on the family front doing nice. good stuff with, uh, with the kids and with my wife. Had a great dinner last night over at Sazzy B. Shout out to them. Uh, and as a matter of fact, one of our newest 262 Eats episodes is going to be coming out about the place, and I'm just loving that. Uh, we, we popped over at Union Park Tavern for a little while. We ran over to uh, TG's where they had a rockabilly band that I haven't heard before, but Speaking of rockabilly bands, I, I bumped into um, Steve Cruciinelli. I did you know? And, yeah, we had a nice conversation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're good, we're, def- we're definitely going to dig into that a little later as well. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, Steve's a good guy. I've known him for years. Great guy. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just been a great week all the way around. How about you? Uh, you working on your uh, rehearsals for the new show? Yet? Working on rehearsals for uh, uh, was it? What's it called? Death of a Streetcar Named Virginia Wolf. That's a mouthful. Yeah, it is a mouthful. It's a lot to remember, especially for a man my age. So that is a parody of Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman. A Streetcar Named Desire. Yep. And Who's Afraid of Virginia and Wolf? Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf? Which, which I've actually, I'm ashamed to say, I've never seen Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. Nah, me neither. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, what's the premise of the parody? It takes all the uh, people uh, from those different plays, throw them all together, basically. So and, it's like a live theater version of Naked Gun based on old plays. Yeah, it could be, yeah. Are you Leslie? No, I'm, uh, I'm Willie Loman. I'm actually playing Willie Loman. Surely you can't be serious. Yeah, I am serious, but don't call me Shirley. Ah. Uh, so, you still got it. So we have, um, we're uh, two weeks in rehearsals now, so uh, this could be good. Uh, things are coming together, and... Uh, Folks, if you want to check it out, it's going to be at the Rhodey Center for the Arts, part of Lakeside Players' um, uh, Stage Noir 
uh, type of uh, plays, little off-center plays. For Great. those of you that haven't been there, the Stage Noir is a small black box theater. The Roadie Center has really come along in mm-hmm. recent years, the quality of production. And the black box theater is just a small theater where you don't mm-hmm. build a set. It's Sk- all Skinner Hall. It's all based on the acting. It's almost like going to an acting school. Yeah, basically, a lot of it is all about the acting, all about the words and the acting and uh, the playwright, things as such. So it's great. Uh, we're going to have a great time with it. Um, I am uh, wearing a mustache now because that's uh, Willie's going to be having a mustache. I was wondering when you were going to get the conversion van with the dark, darkened windows when I, when <laughs> I saw that yeah. mustache today, but yeah, that's no, for another conversation. That's, another, that's a whole different show, folks. Um, so we got that coming up, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. We open March 6th. If you want to get tickets for that, it only runs two weekends, six performances, Friday, Saturday, and again on Sunday afternoon, March 6th, 7th, 8th, and then the following week, the 13th, 14th, and 15th. Two o'clock shows on those Sundays and 7.30 shows on a Friday or Saturday. Go to Rhodey Center. That's R-H-O-D-E Center dot org if you want to get some tickets. Or you buy them at the door as well. So it's going to be great. It's going it, to be a great time. It's always a good time over yeah, at the yeah, Rhodey Center. Yeah. Speaking of Rhodey Center, uh, they have their own version of, I keep wanting to say Rocky Horror, but it's not. It's... Uh, the plant-eating one. Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. What's wrong with my brain today? They have the Little Shop of Horrors opening the first weekend in February. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe we're going to have the cast here that that Sunday to talk about it after opening weekend because we couldn't get them in before. Okay. But pretty excited about that. Uh, I dropped in on a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. and they're really looking good. Yeah, we can hear them going on as we're rehearsing in Skinner Hall, which is the black box. Sure. Uh, We're in Skinner Hall. They're over at the... the main stage, and we can hear it coming together. We can hear the singing and the you know the, the you know the music playing and things like that. They have some very talented cast members. Oh, for oh, the show. oh hell yeah! Probably really probably, probably some of the most talented cast members they've had all in one show. Mm-hmm. In as long as I've been going to shows yeah, there, yeah. and that's not to take away from any of the other oh, shows, no, but been, it's a great assemblance of I, talent. I've seen plenty of shows there, and and believe me, uh, there's so much. Uh, you know, we always talk about how much how much talent we have in musically. With different bands in the area. Same thing with the acting. This is just a, a cultural episode. Absolutely, absolutely. And as we uh, as we make our move over the next several weeks to our new location in Gurney, Illinois, mm-hmm. uh, we're still a Kenosha show. We're still going to have Kenosha guests. We're still going to talk about the goings on in the area here because this is again this is this is a cultural oasis mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, a place you wouldn't expect it. And hopefully we're, we'll start to reach some additional audiences and kind of bring them in. Right. And we can we can make it grow even further. So I see a lot of opportunity with this move that we're making here. So if you've been listening to the show, if you're a regular WLIP listener, hey, hang on. This is only going to get better because we're going to have better facilities. We're going to have we're going to have more resources to uh, bring you the listener, uh, good information mm-hmm. and quality entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, um, those don't know it's uh, it's happening. It's going to happen. I guess it's going to be in the middle of next month. I haven't got the special. I haven't gotten a date yet on it, but uh, it will be in Gurney Mills, down in Gurney, Illinois. Well, the mall is I think closed when we go on, but uh, if you do go to the mall, you can walk past, and all the Alpha Studios are going to be glass walled, so you can see them while they're broadcasting. So you actually can see Lenny when he talks. <laughs> that might not be good for him. 
I think he might uh, get a new pair of sweatpants. <laughs> new pair of sweat. I, sh- I should be talking. I'm wearing sweatpants right now, but it's it's eight o'clock on a, on a Sunday night. Do you think they'll be able to hear him on the other side of the glass when he starts going off on people? How could you not? <laughs> How could you not? Off, and think about mic? think about all the subject matter for him to make fun of walking past. Because I have a feeling that uh, Lenny might might find some of the some of the people walking past entertaining. Well, I think he'll find him entertaining. Yeah, it'll be like like a, walking by the zoo. Both ways, both <laughs> like ways. Walking by the zoo. Yeah, he's gonna think he's at a zoo, and they're gonna think they're at a zoo. So I, I don't know who's I don't know who's right or wrong. Just don't tap but... on the window. <laughs> you <laughs> might give not... him a, you might give him a heart attack. He's he's <laughs> well, that you, age. You tap on the window. He might he might come at you. He might come at you. Got to be careful. I wouldn't want him to come at me. No, he's a big boy. He's a lumberjack. Yeah, he's a former weightlifter in the. Oh yeah, just ask him; he'll tell you. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you want to know anything about Lenny, just tune in. Just ask. And him. it is it is a good show and uh, fun right, to listen to. Fun times. Not as much fun as us, of course, but still fun. Saw a great movie this weekend, and I, I urge everyone, even if you're not a war buff, 1917 is uh, probably one of the most. I'm going to say straight out, that's the best war picture I've ever seen. Better than Saving Private Ryan? Yes. That's ten times, but Ten times better than Saving Private Ryan. I loved Saving Private <laughs> so Ryan. I. I saw it at the theater when it yeah. came out. I remember that it, opening it, it, scene uh, with oh, the yeah. amphibious landing unit. I well, remember that, almost that, ripping the armrest okay, off. Okay, maybe not ten times better because that was amazing. That was unbelievable. I remember when I saw that movie, a lot of war, World War II veterans were in the crowd, and they were in absolute tears. They stopped breathing. They're in, they're yeah. in absolute tears. Yeah. Um, this one, even if it, it's one continuous shot, it's one continuous scene. It doesn't cut. That's what I heard. It's one continuous. So think about that. The cameras are rolling for the entire, the entire movie. Entire movie. So it's basically they, they had to perform it live? Like one there, take? There, there's got to be. I'm watching it too. I'm watching for the cuts. And you can't find them. Oh, there's, there's a couple of them when you do because they have to go to night at one point. Got it. So, But still, it's still continuous up to that point. I'm looking for different ones. They're like, well, you know, when somebody screws up or, you know, what somebody's wearing a Rolex watch or something, you know, some that air, you know, whatever, right. you know, you know what I mean? Um, and screw ups happen but, but in the, movies but all the, the time. Getting back to the movie itself, you don't have to be a war buff to like this movie. It talks about friendship. It talks about loyalty. It talks about the human heart. It talks about, you know, uh, someone achieving thing, uh, great things. It's very inspirational. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not afraid to say this. It made, it made me cry. It has that type of thing to it. it. It choked me up. It doesn't take much to make me cry in a movie if it's good. Yeah, well, it's, um, you'll love it, folks. Uh, movie 1917, and I hope it wins the uh, Oscar as well because it won every other awards. Except for that movie Parasite. I haven't seen Parasite yet. What's that one about? That's uh, about two and a half hours. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. I totally it's, missed it's, it. It's about... What is it about? I said it's about two and a half hours. Yeah. You still don't get it? No. Wow. No? Nobody gets that joke? Right now, do you get it? What's the movie about? It's about two and a half hours. <laughs> All right. Your 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 humor is too dude, advanced for dude, my for my let, simple let's mind. Let's take a break. We, let's take we a are going to take and, a break. And everybody that's sitting at home are thinking, man, you have no sense of humor whatsoever. That's funny. That is funny. I know in my heart I am very funny, Sergeant. Isn't that from Good Morning Vietnam? We'll be right back. Back after the break.
And we're back in the studio, Get Real with Ralph, your humble host, Ralph Nudie, here at AM 1050 WLIP, and our bumper music today, Van Halen, as it is Eddie Van Halen's birthday, and I want to thank Mr. Selovich for queuing up Eruption as the first one. He is so good, you can't even play air guitar to it. He's amazing. He is amazing. 65 years old today. 65 years old, and I found out about it on Sammy Hagar's social media, mm-hmm. which I think was such a classy thing for him to put a shout-out to Eddie Van Halen being the greatest of all time. And I don't know if you could... There are so many greatest of all time when it comes to guitarists that I don't know if you could say he's the one best, but I would definitely say he is among the best. Among the best guitar players I think, I think he ever. Br- he brought forward something into rock and roll where... I mean, I remember hearing this for the very first time. I remember hearing, uh, you know, uh, their first album, Right from the beginning, I was in high school, and I was like, what is that? Their cover of You Really Got Me, that is one cover. We always talk about covers versus originals. Their cover of You Really Got Me is better than the original. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's more classic. As soon as that jumps in, do you remember when they made that Nissan commercial with You Really Got Me, and they had G.I. Joe pull up and steal Barbie away from Ken? No. It was one of the funniest commercials ever, and I thought that was, I knew that we were getting old when the music we grew up with started showing up on commercials. Because that used to be the thing. It was only old music that they did. But uh, great, funny commercial. Great guitarist, Van Halen, well, he, one of the he, best he, bands of all time. Yeah, he, he brought forward something something unique, something different, something unbelievable. I mean, he, he really influenced so many, so many of the guitar players of today. Absolutely. And, and, and what he's done. I, and put himself right up there with with Hendrix and and you know and the rest. I told my kids when I was introducing them to our genre of music, which I'm glad that I did. And of course, Guitar Hero helped. I can always tell a Van Halen song, even if I've never heard it before, oh, yeah. and even if there's no vocals in it, by the way you hear Eddie Van Halen's fingers almost like sweat across those strings. Mm-hmm. He's got this certain signature to his to his his pattern that right. I, I can tell it's an Eddie Van Halen piece within a moment. Sure, sure. And that's that's a testament and, to him. And he brought the finger tap forward. Yes. As, as well. I mean, I mean, guitar players as, have been doing it for years. As well as crazy they, stuff like take, taking the drill and putting it up next to it. The only other guitarist I know who is that innovative was probably Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And Hendrix... Well, there you hit the word right there, innovative. Innovative. Yep. Innovative. And... Hendrix would have remained innovative. Had, had he lived, he may have, you know, I, I think he, we, people would have called him the greatest of all time, but he never even realized his full potential, ifs. and he's lot, one of the greatest. A lot of what yeah. ifs. A lot of what ifs there. It would have been great. It would have been great. You know, how would music have changed? What would he have done to change music or, or take music in a different direction? But, uh, you know, he said that about Buddy Holly, too. And that anniversary is coming up, too. I saw the Buddy Holly musical at Fireside Theater right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and that was a really good show, uh, a short theater in the round musical, and it, it takes you all the way up to the day the music died. Mm-hmm. And uh, what came, an interesting came, story. Yeah. They came through Kenosha a couple of weeks before that uh, crash. That's Yeah, and they were in, were they in Iowa? They yeah, it was in yeah, Clear, Clear Lake, Iowa. It was just a small... Small venue, mm-hmm. like, like like a, a hall that you would that you would have a bingo night at, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wanted to get out of there in a hurry, and they died. Yeah. Well, Speaking of which, um, got to mention it. We've Absolutely. got this helicopter crash, and uh, tragic. It was confirmed that that Kobe Bryant, as well as his daughter mm-hmm. and uh, four other uh, people, perished in that accident. Inclu- yeah. 
And so that's, uh, you know. Still being investigated, things and such, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, uh, more to come, I'm sure, that by yeah. tomorrow the news cycle will start telling more details on it. Yeah, but, it's a uh, tragedy. A sad, sad tragedy. Tragedy. I'm going to uh, I'm going to switch gears here now. And I brought it up on social media a couple of days ago, and I've been talking about it consistently since we've been on this show, the subject of impeaching this current president. And I'm going to weigh in on it here with, with, with some details and with some thought. And believe me, I have put a lot of thought into this over a long period of time. I have a lot of friends who loathe this president. And I don't, I don't dislike them for it. I don't, hold them, I, I don't hold them in ill regard for it. I understand it. I, I do understand it. And it is very hard to take a look at justice when the subject is somebody that you loathe. But it's what defines us as a country. Can we be just to people that we dislike? Can we be just to people that we even hate? And in this case, can we be just to the American people when they're being represented by somebody that half the country dislikes on a very high level? Now, it is currently fashionable to hate President Trump. It's, it's the in thing. Let's face it. Uh, the real estate developer turned reality show star makes it easy for people to level claims of intolerance, easy to level claims of racism, easy to level claims of xenophobia and any other personality flaws you can think of because President Trump has a big mouth. That's the truth. And he's easy to anger and has a history of going in the gutter with his rhetoric. There is no getting away from that, and if you're a supporter of the president, if you like the president, if you voted for him, but you aren't recognizing those facts, you're being intellectually dishonest, just as intellectually dishonest as the people that are trying to impeach him. So I recognize that. These are legitimate reasons to oppose this president on a personal or political level. And whether or not he's actually all of those things or not, I believe is open to debate because I see a big difference between his rhetoric that he has used as a tool to get ahead in his life and his actual policies. And so there are a lot of Americans who voted for this man that may not like his rhetoric, but like his policies and see through it. And so for those of you that are scratching your head trying to figure out how in the hell this man got elected president, that would be why. Just last night, I had a discussion with with a well-known local musician and friend, and we, we talked about all of this. And This gentleman and I are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. He is one of those people who truly dislikes this president, and I respect him for it. Where I start to have a problem is when the double standard comes out and we start impeaching a president or trying to impeach a president for political purposes. The tool of impeachment is a really important tool that was given to us by the founders when they wrote the Constitution. And it set a very high bar, and the high bar is there for a reason. Elections are the proper way to express approval or disapproval of a sitting president. Elections, the American people, not the ruling class sitting in Washington, D.C. So I think it's important to start separating the two, and I don't see that happening 
on any of the news shows on television at night. Everybody's weighing in whether they love this guy or hate this guy or whether he's right or whether he's wrong. But you don't have a lot of intellectual discussion on the process and whether or not the process is warranted or whether or not it's, it's correct. Now, there's a lot of big differences between conservative thought, liberal thought, and what I call the social progressive movement. And there's a difference between liberalism and the social progressive movement. Conservative thought for those people who are truly conservatives and not conservatives for the wrong reasons. Our, fa- our focus on individualism, conservatives are focused on personal responsibility, and they're focused on limited government. True liberals, true liberals in this country are our conscience. I have said this in private. I'm going to say it in public on the radio. I know I'm going to take some flack for it. But a nation without liberals would be like having a household without children. I am not calling liberals children. But let's face it. When mom and dad are busy trying to get on with the business of the day, making sure that their budgetary needs are made, making sure that dinner's on the table, making sure the house is clean, making sure the kids are dressed, and all the stress is on them, it is the children at the dinner table who will remind you, hey, we forgot to say our prayers. They're the ones that are going to push you to do some things in life that are fun and important and wholesome and part of your growth. But you can't just take what they want and run a household on it. It's an important balance. Social progressivism is not the same thing. And unfortunately, one of our political parties has been hijacked by this movement of the cancel culture, the thought police, hating people, getting, getting sponsors to revoke their sponsorship of any thought that they disagree with and making it so that there is no discourse. The very people who claim that they are the same party of liberals who just wanted to have a, a, a fair voice, an equal voice, are now trying to cancel out the voices of the people whom they disagree with, and it's killing us. It's killing our country. I think Rich, Ricky Gervais did a great thing when he roasted all of Hollywood because he's telling these people to get real with yourselves. Stop being hypocrites. Because we have a bunch of hypocrisy. And that hypocrisy right now is focused on impeaching a president of the United States that was elected by the people and is up for re-election in less than a year. They have found a constitutional process that was designed for somebody who actually commit treason against this country. So he did nothing wrong? I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. Okay. I'm just saying. They, they intentionally took a process that is designed for people that have committed treason against our country, that have actually sold our country completely out, that are, are in a position where it's dangerous to keep them for an extra couple of weeks, and they're using it for purely political purposes. It is a one-partisan impeachment, and it's probably going to be a one-partisan acquittal. But what they got is a free infomercial for eight days about how they hate President Trump at the taxpayer's expense. And that's where I have a problem. Now, do I think this president did nothing wrong? I'm not, gonna, I, I'm not prepared to say that. Here's what I am prepared to say. I've dug into this entire uh, scandal, if you want to call it, that centers around the Bidens, centers around the Ukraine, centers around the Ukrainian ambassador, and centers around this whistleblower that 
supposedly came forward because he was deeply concerned about our country. And I want to start by talking about this whistleblower and who he is. Now, although it's unconfirmed, several media outlets have actually divulged the identity of the whistleblower, who is a, a CIA analyst, who was deeply involved in the Obama administration and deeply involved personally with Joe Biden and is implicated in memos toward the end of the Obama administration trying to cover up the fact that Joe Biden was corrupt, that Joe Biden used political pressure and a billion dollars of U.S. taxpayer money to have a prosecutor fired who is investigating his son for getting basically the equivalent of a no-show job. That's what the mob used to do. You get out of jail, you have to have a job. They get some union to give you some cushy job where you collect a paycheck and you don't even have to show up. Joe Biden's son had zero experience in the field of energy, but yet was suddenly sitting on the board of one of the most corrupt energy companies in the world, making $50,000 a month, and they didn't want you, the taxpayers, to know about that because it would look bad. And it does look bad. And it smells. This same administration used the State Department, used the FBI, to spy on a presidential candidate and find dirt on him and implicate him in Russian collusion. At the same time, we have the Russians interfering with our election process. We know that. But here's the real truth. The Russians don't care. They don't give a rat's rear end who the president of the United States is. What they do care about is whoever that president is, is discredited and politically weak so they can push us around. It's all they have left. They're a desperate country who just happens to have a bunch of good hackers working for them. And in the beginning, if you believed the media, you believed the next president of the United States in early 2016 was going to, in fact, be Hillary Clinton. It was inevitable, and there was nothing to be done about it. What did the Russian government do? They started putting out disinformation, bad information about Hillary Clinton. Did they do it because they were trying to steal the election for Donald Trump? No. They did it to weaken the future president of the United States. But when the Russians and the American people and the rest of the world figured out that the media was wrong on Election Day and Donald Trump got elected, first of all, there was a whole lot of panicking going on in the executive branch of the United States government because they did a bunch of dirty stuff, and now suddenly they had to find a way to get away with it. And the best way to do that is start accusing the incoming president of every kind of wrongdoing possible and try to discredit him every way possible so that they could save their own hides. In addition to that, the Russians were smart. They realized the American people thought they stole the election for Donald Trump, so why wouldn't they say, as Frank Pentangeli said, Don Corleone this, Don Corleone that, and the Russians said, yeah, sure. That's what we did. We helped the president get elected because in doing so, they have discredited the president of the United States, which is their ultimate goal in the first place. So all the dummies in the media need to wake up and realize that we've been had by the Russians and it didn't matter who won. Instead, the partisans are so consumed with their own hate, their own anger over losing an election 
and part of the Obama administration being consumed with the idea that people could possibly go to jail, along with a bunch of Republicans who don't like this president either because he's not part of the military-industrial complex and doesn't want a further agenda. And they've all banded together on a very easy target because this guy is loose with his mouth. In the meantime, the sitting president, who has a good idea in his head that corruption went on in a previous administration, says to the country that all the corruption is surrounded in, I need you to look into what happened before I got elected president. Now, he didn't say this in a vacuum. He didn't say this because he just had a hunch. He said this because Joe Biden bragged about it. If you haven't heard that before, if you haven't heard the clip that I've played with Joe Biden bragging, I'm going to read directly from the transcript Joe Biden's own words and let you, the listener, decide whether or not this would give you a reason to be suspicious. It doesn't mean he's guilty. It doesn't mean he's convicted. But if you're the chief executive of the United States of America and you're in charge of all law enforcement and you heard this, would this lead you to believe that maybe this guy might have done something illegal and it should be investigated? Here's what Joe Biden said, and I quote, I remember going over and convincing our team, others to convince that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and I was supposed to announce there was another billion-dollar guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Proshenko and from Yatsinovic that they could take action against the state prosecutor. And they didn't. And so they said they had, they were walking out of a press conference. I said, nah, nah, it's not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. And I said, call him. And there Joe Biden laughs. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting the billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion dollars. I'm going to be leaving here, and I think it's about six hours. And I looked at them and said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor is not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bleep, he got fired. And they put someone in place who is solid. That's what Joe Biden said. He specifically bragged that he was going to withhold money if they did not fire a prosecutor who was investigating the company his son sat on a board for, making millions of dollars. And the current president wants to have this investigated and the accusation The accusation is that the president is abusing his power for political purposes. While they're accusing him of this, they're abusing their power for political purposes by having a sham impeachment hearing that they have no chance of winning. They know they have no chance of winning. They had not one person in the Republican Party voting for it. And you have the media comparing this to Watergate. But Watergate, ladies and gentlemen, was a bipartisan affair. The Republicans in the country were going to vote against Nixon. Nixon knew it was over because he had lost all of his own party, and he was gone. This is not that. This is a trap. If we, the American people, accept that every time one party is in Congress and another party is president, that they can start tying up all of our dollars in impeachment inquiries instead of doing our work, that we're going to lose our republic regardless of who's sitting in the Oval Office. So if you do not like this man... Vote against him, but call your congressman and tell them that it's your choice as a voter, not their choice to decide who sits in that Oval Office unless there's something so egregious that they have to be removed for the security of our country. Back in a minute. 
And we're back. Talking about a beautiful girl, huh, Jimmy? Yeah. One of the best. Eddie Van Halen's birthday, folks. 65 years old today. Can you believe it? Eddie Van Halen, 65. I, if Eddie Van Halen is 65, then I'm not a kid anymore. No. Darn. I loved being a kid. Who wants to grow up? I refuse to grow up. I know, I know. And that's what I love about you, Jim. Just ask anybody who knows me. So in the studio, we have a very special musical guest. We have Indigo Canyon, and they are a lot of fun. we got Michelle and Todd here, and they are going to play some some music for us, and they're going to talk to us about their music. Welcome to the program, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, let me turn the mic on. Hang oh, on. Oh, we got to turn the mic on. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You are now on, you're on the air. All right. So introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about the two of you. Uh, now, you are a couple as well as uh, a musical couple, correct? Correct. So give us a, give us a backstory, man. I want to I hear how Indigo Canyon happened to be. Was it love first and then music, or was it music first and then love? I'll let you tell. You two tell it. <laughs> you got to lean in really close, too. You, like, almost like you're making love to the microphone. Well, uh, you, two, yeah. you two are in love, right? I mean, Absolutely. we just want to <laughs> throw that out there, you know. I don't see any wedding rings, so they must be in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah basically. Well, we both, you know, we both were on the music scene quite a bit, you know, whether it was checking out other bands or playing ourselves, open mics and stuff. And so we ran into each other quite a bit and, uh, you know, decided to hang out a little bit more. And I mean, the rest is history, I suppose. So did you start writing music together right away? No, not right away. Um, I would say, you know, a couple months into it. We, you know, we're like, we're both musicians. This could, this could work out. Now tell know. me the truth. How long did you know her before you wrote a song about her? Um, well, that one was pretty quick. Uh, now, <laughs> now, now, were you guys in, in different bands and you disbanded those bands or you, you jumped from those bands to play together? Um, I've been in a, a, a number of bands and, uh, yeah, Michelle was in a band at the time when we met. Yeah. It's called War Pines. I'm sorry, what? It was, it was a band called War Pines. War Pines? Okay. War Pines? Like pine trees? War Pines? Yeah. Cool. Oh, all right. What kind of music? Um, it was it was a little bit heavier. It was just, just, it was just a three-piece. It was uh, guitar, um, drums, and, mm-hmm. and bass. And like I was a, on vocals. So just three-piece rock? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Old school rock? Yeah, stuff that, stuff that I wrote, just basically a, a little fuzzier, a little bit more distortion. Nice. <laughs> nice. I like it. But, but yeah, um, so us writing together, I think, took a little bit of effort. He he was in separate bands, and I was in separate bands, and we we write very differently. So mm-hmm. this this it, we're it's still taken, trying to figure that out. Yeah, we're still working at it. It's just <laughs> taking time, like melding our styles and learning how to how to write a song is hard enough, but doing it like with somebody else takes what's takes your, time. What what's your process? As of right now, we both love. Uh, like the raw emotion aspect of it. Okay. So we'll just we'll we we hang out with GarageBand on an iPad mm-hmm. and we just go out to our garage and we just have fun and get really silly. Okay. And just do all sorts of weird random ideas and then come back later with a maybe sharper mind <laughs> the next day. And the I, next I think some of the great I think that some some of the greatest art comes from weird. Oh yeah. Most most yeah. definitely. Absolutely. All good art comes from weird. Those oh places, or those times where you feel safe and not and okay being vulnerable and just mm-hmm. whatever. So, yeah. Right, right. And As, then when we think we have something, we've 
I mean, we've recently been working with a drummer quite a bit. So okay. when we think we have something, we kind of bring it to him and, and try to develop it a little bit more and such. So, but yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> so you got some songs for us and some new ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. going to play a couple tunes that we don't even really play out that much yet. Um, That's cool. Something new and fresh. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping to to get it all down on paper, or I mean, uh, down on, on record. No, whatever magical land. Magic, I don't even know what's called anymore. Land. It's not record or CD. So this is so going many. to be your first ever studio recording of this song. By the time we're done, yeah, we record yeah, everything. How exciting! Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what's the first one we're gonna play? What's it called? Um, you gonna do the forty days. Well, that's not new. I played that one last time. That one was when I. <laughs> right. I, I mean, we we're talking about this. Maybe start with watching. All right, sounds good. Cool. All, All right, right, man. We're gonna oh, while well, while they're getting everything ready, we're just gonna we're gonna chit chat here back and forth. Chit chat, chit chat, chit chat. Absolutely. Everybody. You're not gonna bump into each other with your guitars or anything, right? He's used to it. I so, beat it. <laughs> at least, at least Michelle, you I knock him around. All at least the time. you don't have like it's a lefty right. and a righty together, so your necks are hitting each other. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. I eat left-handed, and I hate sitting to the the right of a right-handed person because their elbows are always yeah. knocking at the table. We always make sure my brother's left-handed. He always sits at the end. I met your brother, by the way, at TG's uh, <laughs> last night. You met Mike or Andy. I which one? So. Gray hair? Uh, he was tall, which, you know, surprised me. Well, no, no. <laughs> did, did he have gray hair? Yes, he had gray hair. Gray hair and a mustache? Yeah, he, he looked Andy. a lot like you, except good looking. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Ralph, you know I could turn your microphone off at any I time. I know you can. I know time. you can. Ladies and gentlemen, in the studios, we have Indigo Canyon. And the song you're going to play a call again is? It's called Watch It. Watch It. Watch It.
Was good. good. You know, I, I I tasted a little bit of chili peppers in there, a tiny tiny bit, right. which is weird because I'm not saying that it was a copy or an emulation, but you know, you like pick up different flavors of, of different different okay. songs. I I don't know what it was about it, but it it because it's acoustic and definitely not their their their, their hard jammy style, but it was almost like their song like their songwriting has that real personal flair, that really emotional flair in it, and. I, I don't you know. You know what came to my mind? Indigo Canyon. That <laughs> sounded man. so much like Indigo Canyon to me. I thought it was just like. I'm you know not. What? No, they I'm sound... not saying you're not original. <laughs> no, you're you're missing my point. No, that was a that's a compliment. No, no, no. I'm like, mess, I'm mess, it's, it's, it's kind of like when you drink I, a I, wine and you have like hints of blueberry and hints of. I can whatever see where you're coming. I can see where you're coming through that. I can, yeah. I can hear it. Red Hot Chili Peppers is huge influence for me. So really, so I nailed that. Yeah, yeah, you did absolutely. It was in it was in the guitar a little bit. John Fashante, yeah, he's yeah, back. he's back with the band now. I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's beautiful. That's awesome. I saw them in 1990. Bada boom. That's how long ago. Like 92 in South Padre Island, Texas. There was a rumor that they were going to show up and play. And I was I was in the Air Force at the time. I was stationed in San Antonio at Lackland Air Force Base, and we got word that the Chili Peppers were going to show up in South Padre during spring break. And a buddy of mine and I hopped in my little Suzuki Swift and rolled all the way down to South Padre Island and crashed on the beach, hoping they were going to show up. And lo and behold, the Chili Peppers showed up, and it was an awesome party that two military members probably had no business being at with all those college kids (laughs) because there was a lot of drugs going around that we weren't allowed to even be around or partake in. But we'd smell it, and we were like, oh, I remember that smell. But but the music and the party that was going on there was great, and I I was sold for life after seeing them show up and play for free live at a, at a spring break. That's that's my chili pepper story. They're great. I've seen them a few times. Uh, the Mother's Milk tour was my one of my favorite yeah. favorites. I uh, saw them down at I think it was the Aragon down in Chicago and um, we're standing uh, before the show um, and we're waiting, you know, for a couple of buddies to show up. And uh, I'm standing right next to Chad Smith who's talking to a couple of girls in uh, in the lobby. It was just like really cool. It's like I'm not gonna bug him because he's talking. He's, you know, one of those things. He just don't. You know, I'm, yep. I'm working in radio too, so it's like I'm not gonna, not gonna do that. And then this guy comes through, goes, this guy looking, looking like Slash from Guns and Roses. I, oh, that's not him. That's not him. I looked. He's wearing spurs. Nobody's gonna let anybody into a concert that looks like Slash and let him wear spurs. Unless it, it's Slash. It was Slash. No kidding. It was Slash. Everybody's, everybody's yelling, hey, hey, slash, slash, slash. I go, hey, hey, Saul. And he turned around and gave me one of these. 
That's very cool. Anyways, that's that's my that's my slash. What that's my that's that's my uh, chili pepper slash slash story. <laughs> well, maybe Slash can play with the chili peppers, seeing as how because um, they played a riff on one of their songs, uh, the yeah. "Sweet Child of Mine" on that album. Yeah, may- maybe they can play with the chili peppers, seeing as how Axl Rose is uh, fronting ACDC these days. Well, is that true? I didn't hear that. No, but no, he, he toured with them last he, year. He 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 filled in for them because yeah. uh, Brian jo- Brian Johnson was done. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. vocally, and they had they had. Uh, Concerts that they had to fulfill, or they out a ton of money, and Axel stepped in and sang, which I thought was kind of who cla- else is going to hit kinda, those notes? Kind of classy of him to do that. Yeah, yeah, it was. Then I saw them in concert. Uh, uh, Axel Rose with uh, yeah with, with ACDC? Ro- no, with uh, his band Guns N' Roses. Awesome, they well, were here, great. Well, we're sailing out on a little Van Halen here because it is Eddie Van Halen's birthday. We'll have to talk a little bit more about your take on Eddie Van Halen after the break. Thanks for tuning in to Get Real with Ralph. We'll be back in a few. Running with Ralph Nudie. How you know? Running with the Devil, Van Halen. This is a song that came on when I was in high school. I'm like, who is this? This is the only Van Halen song I ever covered in a band. It was so much fun. Oh yeah, Eddie Van Halen's birthday. Happy birthday, Eddie! Is 65 years old. 65, and that is from the first Van Halen album. And track. I think it was the first track. It is the first track. You beat me to it. Running with the Devil, after that is the eruption, then you really got me. For those of us that are old enough to remember listening to entire album sides. Oh, yeah. There was something that got lost with digital music when it comes to that. Don't you guys think? Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I'll yeah. still listen to like Dark Side of the Moon all the way through. We we just did that in the garage. You cannot <laughs> listen to dark anything on Dark Side of the Moon without listening to all of Dark yeah. Side of the Moon. It's almost a sacrilege. Turned on all our band lights and just let it play. And <laughs> now this new yeah, this song that you're gonna play is not as long as the entire album side of Dark Side of the Moon, though. I mean, it's close. It's close. And this is called Forty Days. Yes, it yeah, is. yeah. Is it a is it a Jesus song? Oh, not at all. Oh, I was just curious. I, I just threw that out there. Forty days. I mean, that's like the that. Uh, I just had what? to throw it out there. Not. I mean, I. I, wouldn't... I don't know enough about to religion to even know what you're referencing. <laughs> I was raised. Catholic, I, we're running but with I the devil, man. I'm job. guessing half of our mom's not listening. Just like Eddie Van Halen, I was running with the devil. Yeah. And I don't know much about that. <laughs> well, here's Indigo Canyon with uh, Forty Days, folks.
I like the change-up. Love the change-up. Love the whole thing, but I really like the change-up. So what's the inspiration behind the song? I just had a lot of days in a row I couldn't sleep. Lean forward. Oh. Gotta get oh, really, yeah, yeah, really, sorry, really, yeah. really I, had a, I had a lot of days I couldn't sleep. Um, yeah, it was... I think music for me is kind of the only way I can, like, really process my emotions <laughs> so that's a it, cool thing it um it's just every now and again a song will explode out of you and uh that's kind of what happened with that one that one was just one of those you sit down and a song kind of falls out and that's, that doesn't happen very often for me <laughs> maybe for some people but i i believe that yes there are artists who are tormented and live tormented lives but most people have have these experiences in their life, these negative experiences that they can't process. Yeah. And most artists aren't completely off the rails. They're just taking their personal pain 
and they're turning it into something beautiful. And you can say that about actors. Artists, yep. You can comedians, say that about musicians, comedians, comedians visual Most artists. Definitely. I'm going to be um, I'm going to be in, engaging in a uh, in a new acting class using a technique called the Chubbuck technique. Great technique, which is based on the book The Power of the Actor. And I'm starting this 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 class, which I'm very excited about next mm-hmm. week. But I already read the book, and I think that anybody who's in performance arts at all should read this book, "The Power of the Actor." I'm not here to plug a book; I'm not getting paid for it. But I've read it, that book. It's a great book. It's a fantastic, and book. it really teaches it you how acting. to do just that: how yeah. to take all your inner pain and channel it into into your creative efforts. As a public speaker, as a business executive, as an actor, as a musician, it doesn't really matter. This book has been translated into countless languages, and people all over the world are buying it as a how-to manual for business speaking these days. Mm-hmm. And I under- after reading the book, I understand why. And it's because most people in the business world aren't in touch with their artistic side. And it does two things. One, it makes you more successful at your craft. But the second thing that it does is it provides a, a outlet, a, a, a therapy, if you will, and helps heal you without having to talk on a couch to some idiot for $300 an hour. And I'm not saying that they're all idiots. I'm just saying that facetiously because that person doesn't really know anything about your life when you walk in. You you have way more po- All they're doing is is facilitating you using your power to get better. Well, I think I think as artists, that's why we do it. And as artists... That's, I mean, yeah. it's, it, whenever I act or go on stage or do anything, I always say this is a lot cheaper than therapy. Well, and if if you're if you're an A-lister, you're getting paid. You're getting paid to to conduct therapy on yourself. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> I get paid too. We've sort of had that conversation a lot of times where, you know, we can't. I mean, I mean it's sort of unfathomable to think about people who don't have that kind of outlet like music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the kind of things that like, you know, I guess they just they build up and music just lets you get it all out. And yeah, it's it's weird to think because we're both musicians. We've been musicians for a long time. Mm-hmm. Weird to think about a life where you don't have that, and there's a lot of people. But yeah, and a yeah. thing I think worth noting is like when you're creative, like just humans in general, it's you're happy. Yeah, when you you've created something, you've bettered your situation, at least created something out of it. You're making progress, and whatever field you're mm-hmm. in, it's right. going to make you more successful. How do you guys? How do you like? How do you like performing? I like being in front of people and and, and, and performing. <laughs> it, was is it was it hard for you at first? Stop. Oh, did it? Is it still hard? <laughs> and we had a discussion earlier about uh, doing stand-up. And somebody asked me, you know, asked me why why I'm not doing stand-up a lot. I said, well, you know, it, it's it's nerve-wracking. It's the one thing I can't do yet. Yeah, and yeah. You and I've talked about I've this. Done I've times. done it. You've done it. I have done many, many, many and times. But I'm doing more more acting and more improv and more you know a sketch comedy type of uh, type of stuff. Um, but do I still want to do stand-up? I, I love doing stand-up, but it drives me nuts. I keep writing these little quips and bits and pieces, and I am scared to death. To, now, I can talk on the radio. I can be in a play. Right. I can sing. I am scared to death to stand in front of a microphone and start doing stand-up. And I know, and I know that <laughs> I, I feel like if I can break through it, it would be awesome. Right. But I, I equate doing stand up to standing in front of an audience naked because that's yeah. how that's how it feels. Like it's you, a microphone, a bottle of water, and your thoughts, your feelings, your hopes and your dreams, and you have to crush your own hopes and dreams in order to get good laughs. Yeah. <laughs> that and I, something that kind of helps me because it's very very hard for me. I mean, even this is really personal and it's going to be disgusting, but <laughs> <laughs> we like both personal and disgusting here. So that's just what, that's when... why get real. First, we're going to get real, real up in here. Uh, Like a few, when I first started playing out again, it was Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, like I would 
think about going to an open mic and mm-hmm. I would be sick to my stomach for like a few days before, like mm-hmm. actually upset. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think something that helps me perpetually try mm-hmm. to get over it is I, to remind myself of the artists that I love. Mm-hmm. What I love about them is that the ones who go for it, who yeah. are unapologetically yeah. Yeah. themselves, yeah. and they just they just go for it. I think that's why so many artists close their eyes when they perform. It's mm-hmm. it's easier when you basically put a curtain imagine, imagine, around when, when, yourself. When, yeah, so much when you're singing a song. Well, in theater, too, you, you call that the fourth wall, and <laughs> you don't even have to close <laughs> yeah. your eyes because you right. get blinded right. by the stage lights, yeah. so and you don't see your audience. So let's get to the, the disgusting Yes. Oh, diarrhea. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, bet, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I, I was yeah. hoping you wouldn't make me say oh, it. No, I no, said no. I want to know it. I, I got the about, diarrhea. I, I like to call. I it just. The, I like to call. I like to call it the Lucy. <laughs> the, the, hang on, hang on. The Lucy poops. The Lucy poops. I think that's a little cuter way of saying. I, the I diarrhea. just thought of a parody of words. I thought of a great parody for the Divinals. Loopsie I mean, I, poopsies. Loopsie you know, poopsies. That's I don't care about anybody else when I have to perform my crap myself. <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. I like it. Brought That's to you a by song De- he wrote for me. Brought, brought to you by Depends. <laughs> Depends are going to be the. Hey, uh, the hey Depends has. We haven't signed the contract with him. You can't say that yet. No. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it. I get. I, I get. Uh, I've been known before I go on stage as I'm doing a play or any type of improv. I get gassy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna share that with you. I'm not gonna share with not you right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> Glad but, you're not nervous. But you know, it's a small I, room. <laughs> I, I have uh, I, I have people I perform with in the past. They know before I go on, before we go on, to stay away from me. Sure, you're <laughs> not the first one. There I, was somebody in Miracle I, on 34th I, Street, I, I, and I'm not naming I will names. I walk back in the alley behind behind the theater or something, and yoga. just and just let it out. Just let it out and come back in. We had a cast member on Miracle who, who I'm not going to name names and embarrass him or her. I'm going to even leave it at that. But right before we go on stage, every time I'd be like, what the heck is that smell? And I wouldn't say anything. And my seven-year-old is in the cast with me. And all of a sudden she goes, Daddy, did you fart? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I got my finger up to my lips because the person who did it is standing next to me. They just crop dusted. And they're not only nervous, <laughs> but they're nervous about the fact that they just dropped, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they just dropped some serious gas on I, us. And then a seven-year-old is going to call him out, <laughs> and I, I'm freaking out, and it's almost so making you, me want it. Did you own it? No. Just take credit for it? I, no. Take no. the pressure. My, my daughter knew that it wasn't mine because it actually smelled bad. Because... <laughs> And my daughter, fun fact. She knows we're getting brand, so real. We're getting real, real. What my, is it? My, real. my wife gets so disgusted at the fact that my daughter will tell her if I happen to do that in the house. It's not that bad, mommy, because that's how much of a daddy's girl she is. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It is, and, and I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it because I just look at my wife and I smirk. So I'm like, sweet. and I'm thinking to myself, remember when you used to think that about me? Sweetheart? So getting back to your Lucy poops. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, actually, oh, I, well, I got, I'll, I'll, share, I'll share one more fart story. Um, before we're about to go on, because we, we, okay, I, we did a scene and we had to come off and change, change, you know, we had changed costumes and come back on. So me and my buddy are standing backstage and waiting for our cue to come out. And then I, I just, I did, you know, I dropped one. And we got, we were out there and we had to stand in front of the band that was playing. 
and it followed me out there. Oh, it was one the of those worst. that just follows you out there. Like a cranberry song. Yeah, you have to let it linger. It's just, 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 just kind of like there. And, you know, we're Did singing. Like we're singing. <laughs> we're singing. My buddy's looking at me. We're singing. We're looking at each other. He's going like, you know, you and the guys in the band are going, <laughs> what the heck is going on? For right. the record, ladies and gentlemen, when Mr. Selovich first introduced himself to me at the studio and was going to operate the board for me, the first thing he told me is stay away from poop jokes. So, Did I really? Yes, you did. I think I used the S word. <laughs> you did, but I don't want to make you hit the dump button, no pun intended. Dump. It says right there, dump. It does. I the see dump what you button, did yeah, yeah. The dump button is when you swear, and we had... How many musical oh. guests now that that they love the sh word? Yeah, that they just it just flows out. And we, here's, we already talked and, about that. And suddenly Jim is slowly reaching over with his finger, like hovering over the button because he knows that that crappy word is going to come out of their mouth, and boom, off it goes. And we we had a laugh about it at their expense, and and then when they figured it out, they were almost embarrassed, like, "Oh, did I do something wrong?" We're like, "No, we didn't tell you. It's our fault." But. You, you you forget because you so, when you're in the studio talking to each other, you just start having a great time. So so, so are, are there rituals you go through before you go on stage besides the Lucy poops? Is there oh any, my is God. Something something else that that uh, <laughs> no no just, let's get serious again. Is there anything? Let's that, get real. With poop. Let's get real. Um, is there anything you guys uh, any type of? Uh, Not anymore. No. I mean. For me, you slap I, each other on the butt or something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a good show. I, I would love to get a band huddle like going before mm-hmm. we we start. But we're always it late. Never, we're all yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you're artists, and we uh, do we do still our own sound. So you know. we're still mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're often Poop. doing our own sound. Crap, and... I, we have to do. I almost said it. I almost that's said it. That's all right. I almost I, said I, it. I got my Shoe. finger on the dump button. Shoelaces. Shoelaces. We haven't even sound checked yet. Shoelaces. Oh, let's not get there. That's funny. Brachiosaurus. One of a sitch, right? That's um, so. When's the next time you guys play? What's going on? Let's the, talk about that. The big one we want to push in Kenosha here is at Fusion on Valentine's Day with uh, Matt Meyer and the Smooth Operators. Ooh, smooth oh riders. my riders. goodness, riders. that is a lineup and a Just half. Just kidding. Yeah. That's gonna be our TGs, you said? No, uh, Fusion. 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 Yeah. Fusion. Right. Us and Matt Meyer, and um, yeah, we're really excited about that one. That's we're, we're hoping to. We're going to try to get Don Miller to build a, a tunnel of love. I promised it in the event. So now we have to get Don do it. Miller in. We haven't had Don Miller. Yeah, in he here would yet. be a good one to have on here. We he's, done, had him. he's done amazing, no. awesome things. No, he played at Songs of Freedom, but we haven't had him here yet. And I really, you're right. He needs yeah, to come he was, out. Yeah, he was going to come in with the Rust Belt, but he was out of town. That's right. That's right. Um, they all came without him. So yeah. I'm looking at your schedule here. February 1st. You're oh. playing at the Hive. Oh yeah, yeah, Pepper. that's in East Troy. Up in East Troy, that's a great place. By the I way, I hear a lot about the Hive. I know Would You Kindly great. plays there a lot. Yeah, they they, uh, they sell mead there. Do they now? Yeah, okay. it's delicious. It's cold brewed. Like she was a veterinarian. Like okay. Irish, husband, like wife Irish mead. I no, it's uh, not like that. It's light and frothy. It's like brewed like a and beer. Carbonated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's carbonated. And they they infuse all these different flavors. They got. GTF out of here. Where's this? In East, East Troy. Troy. They cold brew it, so you still get they like They cold the brew and carbonate mead. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It's wow. really, really good. Yeah. I've never had anything like it. And then- For those of you that don't know what mead is, mead is a, a liquor made out of honey. So think about that. That's just, that's straight up amazing. Yeah. And it's a family friendly. They've got a kid, giant kid room, dogs welcome. Do they give them mead too? Because I would love that. They brew kombucha. And different sodas for Yeah, they honey. have some honey sodas for the kids and wow. stuff. But, um, oh, the hive. I get it. 
Yeah, you can. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And, and, and you thought I was slow on the uptake. Family, family owned business. Though. Sometimes I uh, am. Husband and wife. And um, the wife does the bees and cultivates all the honey herself, uh, really, really oh, locally. Wow. And then the husband does all of the brewing. So it's a great little place. And that's in East Troy, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's on February 1st. And then the 14th, you're uh, with uh, Matt Meyer and the Smooth Riders. Smooth Riders. Smooth Riders. Does the hive have food? Uh, they have food they trucks come in thing, and stuff. Yeah. But, food uh, trucks. They, so they yeah. get local local stuff in there. I know they've had like Gypsy Soul, which is kind of a local one, and they've had a couple other things. Oh, I'm talking into the mic now. <laughs> you got to <laughs> lean in <laughs> to the mic. She's in the mic now. <laughs> She's just strolling off. I'm going to talk over there I'm just a talking bit. to Ralph. We're just hanging out. Getting, well, yeah. getting real. Yeah, you got to get close yeah, to the mic and then look over So February 14th, you're... Uh, in Kenosha, Kenosha Fusion. Kenosha Fusion. The uh, following night, you are in uh, Lake Geneva at the Ridge Hotel. Yeah. Correct. What's that like? What's that place like? Um, Have you played there yet? Yeah, we yeah. played there a number of times. We're, we're on a rotating schedule there. Last year, um, during the summertime, they, they have us out on the veranda, and it's mm-hmm. just a really beautiful view. Yeah, over Lake Como. Oh, nice. Yeah, behind us. And, it's gorgeous. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, but not on February fifteenth. I mean, no, we'll be inside. We'll yeah. be inside for that. Okay, in their beer um, garden. Yeah. <laughs> then to uh, the th- then garden. to round off, uh, you on the twenty fourth. Actually, this oh, you just did the twenty fourth. You were just at uh, at uh, Union Park Tavern. How'd that go? It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had, we had a little bit of a snowstorm, so yeah. probably not as many people as we would have liked to go. But yeah. it was still a really good time. As uh, with the, would you kindly? No, that was actually before that at the creative space. Oh, the creative space you played. Yeah. Okay. Also, right. still snowstorm. So. Yeah, snowstorm that day. Yeah, two snowstorms. Those winter shows, I tell you what. Bad track, track record. I used no to produce record. some winter shows. I'm just like, oh, let's, let's do another burlesque show. Let's do it in the winter. I'm like, I don't want to do another winter one. Who wants to be stripped down of their underwear in the winter? Yeah, you know, well, you do it on Valentine's Day weekend. A lot of people show up, well, you know, because that's a good thing. Yeah. But you're always like, if we get a snowstorm... You know, yeah. all that planning, all Could that Could you imagine work. getting snowed into the burlesque show, though? That would be kind of fun. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I mean, that would be just... That would be okay. Fun. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be aight. That would be See, I'm so I'm so street. I'm so street. <laughs> you're so street. I guess he's you're, getting real up I'm in here. Getting real up in here. Up in here. You're so real, Jim, that you would probably we could drop you off in South Central, and I'm sure you would survive for like a whole 15 minutes. <laughs> There'd be an amazement first for the first 15 minutes going, I'm not sure what to do with this guy. <clears throat> Maybe I could come with you. Yeah, we he'll could... keep you safe. Yeah. There, with there... his long legs, that's what yeah, she said. Yeah, exactly. My, <laughs> my... She said. Now music. <laughs> that is what she said. What do you, what, what do you guys want to play for us next? Um, The next one's going to be a new old one. A new old one? Uh, Yeah, a song I wrote a mm, year and a half ago, I, I think. think. Okay. Um, but you know, we, we knew we were coming here to play acoustics. So, uh, you know, really just tonight we tried to work out some harmonies for it. So mm-hmm. it could go really good or really bad, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fun song. If anything, it's going to be real. That's it's what's amazing real. about live radio. You know, you don't get a second take. You can't sure. double up the lead. Sure. You know, you can't, you can't come back in and put your own backing tracks. You just got to get raw sure. and get real. Um, I sing on this one, and okay. I sing pretty loud, so I'm going to probably go stand in the hallway over here. Okay. Um, if that's all right. Jim will turn you down you for too loud. Here. You just got to back off the we, mic. We both You'll be sing. Good. We but both yeah, sing, she's going to so. sing too, so we'll, well, I think we'll, we'll be fine. Well, let's, 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 set, let's set this up now. All right. Folks, uh, if you want to go Indigo Canyon, they have a Facebook page. 
So uh, just go to that Facebook page, like them. I, oh my God, I don't like you guys yet. Oh my God. Oh, uh, oh, oh, what? Oh my what? God. what? You know they need they need like a, a love like, they need a love button. Love on Facebook. Wouldn't that be cool to have a love button? There, uh, well, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> I would totally love it if people. I don't want to. Let's not if, talk. Let's not talk about the love button. I, you know, I, I, I think I would click. I, I, I think I would click the love button. I, I would definitely be all over that love button. I'm putting a love button on our show page somehow. Let's Even get a button that says love on it. All right, and we'll uh, have that love button. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, back in the studio, <laughs> they haven't left. Is a Indigo Canyon, and by the way, they just before they play here, they tag team and they swap. Michelle is now playing the bass, so I just wanted everybody to know that they're very. She forward. played the bass on the first song, then guitar, and then the uh, six string on the second. Was song. it Mama played bass, Daddy played the fiddle, something like that? <laughs> and with that, we'll leave you to your own devices. Great harmony, Outstanding. great music. 
Great energy. Holy man. Great energy. You can feel that you guys really are into no, that together. No, no wonder it has to stand out in the hallway for that one, brother. I'm telling you what. <laughs> you're bringing it. I tried to warn you. There, there, there's, they're singing it, and then there's bringing it. And, brother, you brought that. All right? I appreciate it. Thank bringing you very much. it. Bringing it. Indigo Canyon, we're going to hear another tune from them. We're going to go into break here pretty soon. We are. We are. After this next tune, right? Is that what we're doing? Uh, we're going to go to this break, and we'll come back with a tune. How's that sound to you? I, I, think, we should, I think we should flip for it. Okay. Go to the break. Uh, <laughs> One, two. We're back and get real with Ralph. Come on, baby, finish what you started. Probably the most soulful, sexiest Van Halen song ever made. I, I love this song. I was uh, seeing an interview with Sammy, and uh, this song is about they, him and him and Eddie wrote this song very quickly. Eddie was at his house two o'clock in the morning throwing stones up at at, at uh, Sammy's window while Sammy's in the bedroom with his wife. Trying to make it. Satisfied. And this is a song he came up with. This song is about him going back to his bed. Ooh. Come on, baby, finish what you started. All right. So that's Great him, song. That, that's him coming back to his wife, finish what you started. I love it. But anyways, that's a, that's the uh, story. You guys have. You know, my other my other favorite is Black and Blue. Is yeah, it's got good, some, another, another good some, one. Some crazy sexy undertones to it too. Yeah, absolutely. Folks, uh, back in the studio, Indigo Canyon. Any sexy undertones to this one? Hello. <laughs> Hello. What's got sexy undertones that you play? Uh, this one's a little sexy. It's a little sexy. Yeah, a little Oh, do you? Yeah, sure. What? Uh, you were supposed to tell me. I, I want to ask you guys, how'd you come up with Indigo Canyon? By the way, it's pretty trippy and cool. That's awesome. Have you ever tried to come up with a band name? <laughs> yeah, so, I, I always just make them up just for a hell of a... We realize that people judge. I mean, we do. We judge. We try to guess. You get. You hear a band name, and you're like, oh, you kind of assume their sound. So we tried to think of... of I guess what kind of music we wanted to write uh, and what might fit that. Well, the With name Lucy, Indigo Canyon makes me think I'm going to hear like some Grateful Dead jam band kind of music. When at we're first. when we're with us, we definitely get jammy. Like our mm-hmm. band, we we do get jammy. Um, like the full band. Do you wear jammies but... when you play jammies? Oh, oh. only that'd be a good jam. Jammy <laughs> jammy jam night. Jammies jam night. Only I love when it. Megan gives us enough rupees. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry, mom. Now that is funny. I don't care who you are. What am, what am I missing here? I'm missing something. You're missing the roofies. Oh, wow. yeah. Everyone's She's holding it. out. She only gives it to. I don't know. I, I don't think it makes sense. Oh, let's ask Molly. Mostly just Ralph. Mostly. From what I hear, I mean. I'm always afraid that my my wife's gonna crush up roofies and Viagra at the same time. <laughs> 
It's going to have a really That way she doesn't have to have a conversation. Like, so what's Happy in birthday to me. <laughs> so what's the name of the next song that you're going to do? Jim so, says, well, it's time to change the subject. I think Jim almost lost it. I, I did. It was close. It's close to the dump button. What's, uh, what's the name of the song? It's, uh, Digging Away. Digging Away. It's another... Uh, Old new one, um, bringing it back. I used to be in another band called No One Sold. Me. Yeah, yeah, with uh, no, no with Chad. Chad. Chad, no, that was a different yeah. band. That oh, was he in, was in that band one, too for a minute. Yeah, well, for many was. Yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, Richard Cranium was the big. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. in that band as well. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. Wait, I think that's where I met you. From. Wait, don't don't go there. You were in a band called Richard Cranium. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. That's They're, all I'm gonna say. They were so fun. that you don't have you to hit the dump button. You guys were fun. I've seen you a few times. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, yeah, you're all set up. Do it. I'm set up. What was worth the making that was made to push children into the grave? What was worth the saving that was saved Doesn't come around anyway To your minor's way I paid the way to the grave The music doesn't care about you anyway What did you expect to find in your hamster cage? But a wheel to spin you around and around Run you try to make sure that everyone's digging away Way to the grave Digging away Way to the grave Digging away To the puppets who are running your life Have a reach through the glass To cover your eyes Well, through the TV screen How much could it mean To be seen in a public highway To feed your need And infect you with greed That seed that's been planted in your mind It's got to you
I kind of really like that. Thanks, man. <laughs> that was like, it's a little condensed. Needed, no, no, that was really awesome. It almost needed a moment of silence after it. It was so good. I was just <laughs> sitting there, almost forgot I was on the radio. I got a little lost in it. I just wanted to right. light some light some candles and Not turn the it... lights down and and you know. Thanks. <laughs> that smoke was... stuff, you yeah. know, and just really get into it. That. Well, when you guys moved to, <laughs> moved to Gurney. Maybe you have an LED behind or something. Maybe it might be a dispensary down there by then. That I've heard you guys play several times. That one? No, I've heard you play several times, oh. different venues here on the show. That is by far, and that's not to say anything bad about everything else because it's great. If that's great, this is great to the 10th power. That is a, that's an amazing song. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Definitely makes the list of top, top songs yeah. ever played on this show. No, we haven't really right. talked about uh, influences. What, uh, you know, sure. Well, we talked about Chili Peppers for yeah. a minute. Well, yeah, for, for a minute. But, but, what, heard, but, but there, know, that, that was way bluesier, but not blues. It was, it was just everything. Yeah. <laughs> what was the influence for that? Ooh, uh, musically speaking or lyrically speaking? Both, yes. Yeah. Um, yes, please. Uh, that song hit me working at a job that I didn't like, and, uh, just thinking about the rat race, you know, mm -hmm. thinking about, I mean, digging, digging away to the grave, you know, a lot of it's about, well, the song's about, and, you know, you know, you've got the TV kind of telling you what to buy, and so you go, you go work at your job so you can come home and watch TV, and, uh, figure out what you need to buy, and then go back to work. And that cycle, you know, being on the hamster wheel, you know, um, digging away to the grave. Um, and, you know, I, I felt myself just kind of in that rat race a little bit and kind of got really inspired and felt a little hip-hop-y. I don't know. I, I kind of – it's a little bit of a rap almost, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and just let the music kind of come next after that, you know. I like it. So now tell, tell us more about – your actual your musical influences as far as groups artists that you've listened to through the course of your life that have shaped who you are as musicians and i'm sure it's going to be different for each of you yeah. but uh one at a time you guys decide who goes first but i mean i want to hear like the first five names that come to your head when i when 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 you think about who shaped you as a musician sure um you know uh, it's pretty widespread you know, I think I got into music. I got into music in the grunge rock area, so sure, you know, you know, your Nirvana and Soundgarden and all those bands. And Tool was really big for me, actually. I love Tool a lot. You uh, um, said Tool, <laughs> but you know, after I kind of grew out of that stage, I was looking for weirder. I got into like Radiohead, um, mm. and then uh, right around the time I was like nineteen, did Creep suck you into Radiohead? No. Um, I fell in love with that song the moment I heard it. I remember I hearing it. it for the first time. I was stationed in South Korea when that song came out. Mm. And I just rem I mean, just fell in love with it. Super powerful song. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great song. But I, I, yeah. I mean, that, that didn't quite suck me in until, I mean, I think somebody introduced me to one of their lesser known albums, more, a later album, uh, Amnesiac, and uh, I got into that one. Um but then when I was 19, my dad gave me all his old vinyl records, and so I kind of went back in time and oh, sweet. got a lot mm -hmm. more into, you know, there was like Sabbath and Zappa and Clapton, and 
it made me really want to learn how to play my guitar actually not just play chords and um so you know hendrix and all of those things and really got into playing guitar a lot more and uh oh man yeah the list could go on and on we had haven and was it last week yeah haven wells misbehaving yeah and I was talk. We were talking a lot about the fact that I feel like real music is making a comeback into music, where people want to pick up instruments and play them again instead of just popping open their laptop, opening up their phone, and making a noise come out of something that's computer generated. There's there, there's the art that goes with it. Hopefully, like, no matter how great photography is, painting is still a thing. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm a good analogy. I'm seeing more and more and more of it. <clears throat> In, in the up-and-coming musicians again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. And I, I was talking about the fact that we, I think we all as artists and people who support the arts need to get into a broader initiative to push musical instruments back into poorer areas. And it doesn't have to be banned on orchestra instruments. I mean, guitars. Get guitars in the hands of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, low-income, middle-income kids who just never even thought about playing guitar before. Sure. Or anything else. And... I, I see it happening, and I see it. It's this really slow build. And if what's happening in the rest of the world is, is the same as what's happening here, I, I think we're I, I think we're in for some treats in the next mm-hmm. ten years of music because we I hope so. We went through a musical desert, I'd say, for a good ten years where there was just nothing new and nothing good. I'd and say twenty. <laughs> twenty. You know, country now sounds like now, you know, today's country watch, is yeah. yesterday's rock and roll. I, I haven't and watched a Gra- I haven't watched your Grammys at all tonight, but I'm watching the social media when people are just posting, "Who the heck is this person?" What did they go? That was complete crap. Uh, with these, with what's out there? My twelve-year-old was all excited about watching the Grammys, and then I reminded him it was at the same time as Get Real with Ralph, and he said, "Get Real, Dad, I'm watching the Grammys." <laughs> <laughs> Smart kid. Yeah. So, Michelle, what about your influences, girl? Um. So influences, okay. Uh, top five, you say? Um, top five. Uh, Radiohead was huge for me, mm-hmm. and that was more so. Okay, computer. I love the dissonance, the harmony. I mean, Pink Floyd, for the same reason. I like that they are both bands that are willing to get so quiet and so intimate, and and it's risky. It's risky, mm-hmm. and especially you watch it. You, I feel like it's the hardest to do that live. I mean, um, to get up there and and do things low and slow mm-hmm. while you're freaking out, or like, or being able to calm yourself sure. down to that level. Right, right. It's just you know, if you pucker up too much, beautiful. you sound like Coldplay, and you don't want to do that. <laughs> no, not so much. Uh, don't want it. I mean, they're good musicians, but, they are, but... <laughs> I mean, apart from all you know, oh, whatever the politics yeah, of music right. stealing you're people's sure, stuff sure. isn't cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those two for sure. Beck was huge. He's got his weird, and that was for both of us, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, this really was a like a perfect match, wasn't it? We we have a lot of we, have, you know, couples are like a Venn diagram. We've got especially mm-hmm. we. You gotta have you gotta have overlap. You can't be too sure. much the same. You can't right. be too different. Just a little bit in the middle to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. And can I pause for a second? What's you that? were talking about how we met and stuff, and that was a big moment. You're hanging out, hanging well, out. Radiohead one. came up, and you're you like, "Yes." PG we were, of this? we were hanging. No, we were hanging out um, at an after party. You guys know Denoma. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We had, uh, we, we we were had hanging Steph, out. Stephanie in here a couple weeks ago. Denoma Studio, and um, mm-hmm. you know, just hanging out, and she, and she starts playing a Beck tune. I'm like, I'm in love. I didn't, 
I don't know anyone who even knows the song, right. let alone can sing it and play it. So nice. that was huge for nice. me. Especially yeah. chicks. Chicks who play back are cool. Yeah. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Yeah. So uh, is that it then? Or you got more? I'm sure there's got to be a ton more. There, there are a lot more. But yeah. um, Flaming Lips and Flaming Modest Lips. Mouse nice. were, were nice. very big for me. Um not that I write yeah. anything like oh, that. Oh, no, but, but it's, I just, but they're, it's, it's they're, what, it, it, what gets you going. It, it kind of just like, you know. And I got one qu- I got a question for you. What's the name of your dog on your Facebook page? <laughs> Luna. Luna. Yeah. My name, I wanted to name her Puddles because okay. she pees a lot. <laughs> Puddles. <laughs> she peed everywhere all the time. Oh. But then you and like, the poops <laughs> and she's with the peeps. She was, uh, <laughs> she was just We're a, a puppy. <laughs> because she was Puddles, we had to bring her with to the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And we we just thought, why not? We'll just get her she's in there. Sweet. With... What kind of dog is she? A uh, German short hair pointer. Okay. Yeah. 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 She's a great dog. That's awesome. We bring her everywhere. That's a... And that's like your favorite hat you're wearing right now, because that's a that's a hat on your Facebook page. It's the only one I own. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> a good friend of mine got this for me. Oh, so. that's that's is that yeah. like is that like your your signature type of thing? You wear it when you play all the time too? Or no, you... not no? at all. No, no, no. It was just cold outside, and oh, I didn't okay. take it off <laughs> because my head is sweaty. <laughs> 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 uh, that's your next song that you guys are gonna write. Sweaty, My head yeah. is sweaty. Yeah. You know. Your sweat is heady. Heady. Yeah, heady, sweaty, sweat is heady. Betty, wetty. Eddie Betty. Eddie Betty. You know what? This is proof that we're ready for another song. Well, we got four minutes we, left. We could do another. We're gonna one. ride this out into the sunset with okay. your last song. Right. Okay. So. So if you hear the news come up in your earphones, just keep playing. Okay. Because we got four minutes, folks. Uh, you've been listening to what show? What show is this? This is Get Real with Ralph. And what band is this? This is Indigo Canyon. You can find them on Facebook. You can watch on our show link. We'll have links to all of their social media when we rebroadcast this. Thanks for tuning in because we're going to let them tune us out. Let's go. This is our newest one. All right. Hey, let's do this.